0: Welcome to the Diabetes Canada Healthcare Huddle, a podcast that invites healthcare professionals to listen in on the discussion as we explore a diabetes-related topic. Each episode, we will present a case study, then have a conversation with an expert about the clinical challenge. Finally, we will revisit the case and see how we can apply our new knowledge and tools. This podcast is brought to you by Walmart Canada and Novo Nordisk Canada. My name is Dr. Sarah Stafford. I'm an endocrinologist in Surrey, BC, and I'm joined by my colleague, Gail McNeil, who's a diabetes educator and clinical nurse specialist from Toronto. Welcome to our next episode in our Cultural Competencies series. And today we will be speaking about diabetes in the South Asian community and how we can increase our awareness in helping our patients from the South Asian community. And we are joined by two wonderful guests today who will bring us a wealth of insights into how we can better care for these patients. We have Jyotika Desai, who is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator. She's currently working at Health and healthcare in the Diabetes Education Center and completed her Bachelor of Science at McGill University in Nutrition and Dietetics, and went on com- to completing her Master's in Nutritional Science at the University of Toronto. She's worked in a variety of different settings, including clinical, community, and corporate. Jotica has extensive experience in diabetes prevention and management heart healthy eating and weight management. She has both a personal and professional passion for diabetes education and has worked with the South Asian chapter for over 10 years. Jyotika, did you want to say hello? Hello, everybody. And thank you for having me. Wonderful. And then we have a second guest today. We also have Siva Swaminathan, who is the executive chair and one of the founding members of the Diabetes Canada South Asian Diabetes Chapter in Toronto. Siva's passion for cooking started in her grandmother's kitchen in South India when she was 4 years old and after being in the IT field for 12 years she decided to pursue her dream of being a chef by attending the George Brown Culinary Program and volunteered with many Canadian top chefs she apprenticed in Germany for 2 years and now operates the Chesiva cooking school, which offers a variety of cooking classes and services. She was diagnosed with type one diabetes 16 years ago and has been using her culinary skills to develop low GI healthy meal plans for people with diabetes, celiac and heart disease. Siva has been a volunteer with Diabetes Canada since 2006, where the chapter organizes and presents information sessions on diabetes prevention and management for the South Asian community. Siva has also been the driving force behind several diabetes expos for the South Asian community and played a key role in developing culturally relevant patient literature for Diabetes Canada. Siva has won a number of awards for her work within the diabetes community and is now working on a cookbook. And I'm very excited to try to cook that or at least taste some of her food one day. Welcome, Siva. Thank you so much for having me. So it is my pleasure to have you both joining us today in this cultural competency series where we are looking to learn more about different backgrounds and how we can improve our care and connection with patients from those different cultural backgrounds um, by learning a little bit more and having, you know, an open mind and an open heart to learning about the needs of different individuals from different cultures. So I think it will be really valuable to have this discussion and I look forward to hearing the insights from both of you. And, you know, really, this is a very broad topic, but maybe if you can each, we'll start out by saying, what do you think that we as healthcare providers can do to connect more effectively with the South Asian community?
1: Um, thank you so much. Um, and this is a great question, and it's such a broad question. Um, one of the key things that um, being um, part of the the diabetes chapter, South Asian diabetes chapter, what we have found is the information that gets um, disseminated to the community, there seems to be um, a bit of a gap because the information and knowledge needs to trickle down to the community. And I'll just give you just a tiny background. South Asian community is a very large diaspora, and and I always kind of explain that the Indian subcontinent, which includes India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, um, and it's so many languages are spoken, and there are official languages and, and, and unofficial languages within the Indian subcontinent. So when you're looking at the South Asian community across Canada, we are talking about, multi-cuisine, multi-languages. So trying to get the diabetes information to the community, um, speaking the lingo, speaking culturally sensitive to um, make sense is a huge challenge for anyone. And so for Diabetes Canada, when they approached me back in 2007, even to put a chapter together, um, we do everything in English, but yet trying to, again, take the information from Diabetes Canada and the information that's coming from Health Canada and deciphering all of that is a huge, huge challenge. And as I'm not a health professional, I'm a chef, um, but I can just see there are just so many facets that needs to have that information um, that's coupled with healthcare professionals. So this is why, you know, having a South Asian community, having people that are visible, that people can identify. You know, people can see that we speak their lingo, we eat the same food. Um, really makes sense. And and you know, having um, professionals like Jyotika in our team, and then we have many doctors and nurses. Um, and we need to be able to really. Uh, connect with them. If not, they just may not understand. So it's a larger issue than what we're uh, dealing with here. And perhaps uh, Jodika could also shed some more light and I'm going to pass it on to her. Thank you.
2: Great. Thank you for that overview, Siva. And I, I agree India is such a big subcontinent and just being trying to understand the culture is, is a big challenge. And even as an educator, I mean, I I tend to use a lot of the uh, the tools that Diabetes Canada has, some of the South Asian handouts, because I think when you give something that's a bit more culturally relevant to a patient, they connect more. Um, as doctors, educators, even understanding the cuisine, understanding the culture allows the um, the educator to have um, to connect with that patient a little bit more. So you know, understanding some of the foods we eat, understanding the carb content, I think that patients really appreciate that. And then there are diabetes education centers, I know in the GTA, um, I'm not familiar with other parts of, of, of Canada, but referring to diabetes education centers, you know, if, if you're not an expert, because they're usually well versed in some of this, Um, They're able to refer or connect people to maybe local community organizations, which might be relevant. So I think using a lot of those tools and understanding the culture, understanding the foods is is really important.
0: I think these are wonderful points that you're making, and I think the very first thing we should all appreciate is that the South Asian community is very diverse. This is a very large area of the world with many different cultures and languages, so we can't kind of put it all in one bucket. We have to recognize the heterogeneity of that population. Um, Also, you know, understanding that we have to, you know, individualize our care and recommendations to the needs and history of each of those populations, I think is incredibly important. I work in diabetes and pregnancy as well. And much of the management of diabetes and pregnancy is based on food. And so we can't just prescribe a Western diet to women of South Asian background that won't fit with their cultural needs and history. We have to individualize that. might we be able to do that
1: better? Um, Sarah, coming back, you know, and and I think you nailed it, you know, when you're talking about um, just even uh, picking uh, a community or now you were talking about, you know, uh, South Asian, you know, uh, know, pregnancy, you know, in terms of diet. um, One of the key things that we have found also in the chapter um, going forward is um, many years ago, uh, before Diabetes Canada branding um, CDA, they had done... Uh, A nutritional um, pamphlet called just the basics, and it was called South Asian diet. And just when you when you look at that, you know, you're, you're smiling, you can just imagine one size doesn't fit all and one diet doesn't fit all. And so You know, it might resonate with a certain community because a lot of the food that you eat in conventional restaurants is northern Indian cuisine. So like, you know, when you take a, you know, dishes like Pollock's and, you know, butter chicken, you know, some of the common things, you know, chicken tikka masala, a lot of them are moogly north, north Um, Indian cuisine, but then south, we don't eat that. We eat a very, very different diet a different carb. You know, we have, I'm from the southern part of India, and we eat many courses of rice and, you know, um, anything with bread is, um, is sort of uh, occasional thing. So for, so you can just imagine the challenge trying to even get uh, information that's relevant to the community, um, and then that was uh, that had to be addressed because we had, you know, Sharon Zeiler, you know, back then, and and I I got. You know, involved in that project to say, hey, 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 this isn't going to fit. We need sort of like South Indian, we might need East West. I mean, I know it's really difficult to kind of address every community because we have Gujarati community, we have Bengali community with certain diet and South Indian, but we have to start somewhere because if we're going to be um, putting something like that, we need to connect with community leaders, not just sort of healthcare professionals or think, you know, checking the box, but we need to really connect with, hey, you know, I want want to do something with the Bengali community I want to do something or how is you know what other communities are there how can we do it so South Asian diabetes chapter has been some sort you know we have been a funnel and we would love for um, Diabetes Canada and professional to come to us because we walk the walk we know the community so we can say hey you know what I think that you know attention needs to be done this way and that way so it needs you know there needs to be a better communication and and this is one of our biggest concern going forward and I'll pass it on to Jyotika uh, for it expand further.
2: Thank you, Siva. Um, yeah, so individualized care can be challenging because it's, it, there's so much diversity, but I think just connecting with the patient to understand where they're from, understanding their diet, and then trying to make some, some recommendations accordingly and not using that one size fits all because the north, the south is very different. So if you recommend eating roti, but somebody does, doesn't eat it to begin with, it's it's not gonna be relevant. So thank you for those comments. And I think you touched on a topic
0: that I think we should expand more on, and that's the role of the community in health and and also the role of the family. my observation, I work in a community where there's a large South Asian population in diabetes and pregnancy. So I often have the pregnant mom in the clinic and along with the grandma. And I get the sense there's a lot of interplay between the family and the mom's needs and the influence of that family may influence her healthcare choices as well. Um, how, what is the role of the family in the South Asian community and as well the community as a whole? Um, and how we, might we Connect better on that level, and maybe Jyotika,
2: I'll hand it to you first. Sure, thank you. That's a great question. Um, Many South Asian families live together in a large family, so where it could be the mother cooking for the entire family. So, making dietary recommendations or lifestyle changes needs to be sensitive to the patient's environment. So, asking them to eat a completely different meal from the rest of the family is not gonna be realistic. So I think trying to understand that, that overall environment that the patient's living in and making culturally sensitive recommendations. Having family involved, often there are language and barriers or having the family members come in. So I know with COVID, there's been a lot more virtual appointments so family members can attend. um, Because I think everyone, a lot, there might be several people at play in making any changes to one person make whether it's diet or lifestyle changes, it's gonna impact the entire family. And usually the family is very supportive. So trying to get everybody on the same page, I think it's gonna lead to a lot more success.
1: Um, i i Jyotika said it beautifully um it's 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 it is um you know because it, like what you what jodhi said is south asian community is an extended family and you know grandmothers and aunties and uncles everybody lives together and that's the way it is back home that's the way it is here so one one diet isn't going to fit all and part of you know, Diabetes Canada, you know, it's not only maintenance, but, you know, prevention of diabetes. So a lot of the education, not only the family members, but younger family members, you know, we need to kind of reach uh, the younger because, you know, diabetes type 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 two diabetes is now, you know, is, you know, prevalence, you know, even for younger children, you know, when I was growing up, diabetes was, you know, the old age, uh, disease, but not anymore. So, and, and, you know, going forward, there needs to be a lot of awareness uh, that needs to be done in terms of how do we reach the family? It's just not only the person with diabetes, but, you know, for the whole family. So education and an awareness is key and understanding um, that, you know, di- diet is a huge part of diabetes, you know, having healthy blood glycine, you know, uh, control. So, you know, medication is one part, but yet sort of trying to have the family the whole family understands. So they're, you know, like what Jotika said, it's, it's better support. So everybody kind of eats the food and enjoys it together, not just only the person with diabetes. So it's, it needs to be done in a multi-pronged um, approach. That's great. So very helpful information. And we talked about
0: the family unit. Maybe we can talk a little bit about the community as a whole and and the role of community and the Gurdwara and healthcare infrastructure and interacting there? Because I think food, as I understand it, is a big part of community as well.
2: Or do you have any insights or comments on how we connect on that level as well? Okay, yeah, great question. Um, I think that South Asians tend to have a lot of community support. Uh, These can be good venues. So often with um, our chapter, we have used these as great platforms to do education and awareness um, because they they tend to connect if if their friends or their family is going. So using those avenues, we've used those a lot for awareness. So whether it's outreach or education, that's a great great place to do that. And I'm just going to couple that with... um for example, South Asian community,
1: I mean, we have holidays. I mean, my goodness, you know, this weekend um, is just a holiday for the for Telugu community, and the following weekend is my New Year. So, you know, we have so many festivals. And, and and again, for the South Asian community, festivals are highlighted with food. Food is a huge celebration in South Asian community. And again, you know, when we are talking about diets, um, it's huge. So again, trying to reach the community through the, the joy of cooking, the joy of, you know, religious community and prayers, and and so the, again, that the awareness needs to be done. You know, you know, even in a large community setting, because um, people. Uh, you know, living in Canada, uh, they they need to be able to connect the dots, you know, what is, you know, you know, whether it's Diabetes Canada, or a community um, hub that's trying to do, they need to be able to connect the dots. And in terms of wellness, and the understanding of lifestyle change, all of that could be done um, in a very sort of educational, very like cultural awareness and diabetes awareness could be all done. Um, You know, there, you know, there, there are different approaches you can do. And one of the things definitely, uh, we have done in the chapter is to get involved and go to the gurdwaras and jamathkanas and temples and uh, create a, like a, a little tidbit of sort of like a show and tell, you know, giving some nutritional flyers. But you know, we need to do sort of like definitely a multi-pronged approach to reach the community and perhaps even a grassroots way of reaching the community because. Um, uh, you know, one of the biggest highlight, and I'll say that I say this to, to Diabetes Canada a lot when I work with them, emails or, or texting or whatever sometimes doesn't really work because some people don't have access to, you know, emails or text or social media. So you might have to really go to the grassroots level by putting a poster in a grocery store and saying, hey, this is where we're having information so that people are aware because, you know, you have all kinds of um, communities and, uh, you know, the outreach that the, the ways that could be done. Great, thank you so much for those thoughts. And I guess as we come towards
0: the end of the discussion here, do you each have any thoughts on how healthcare providers can kind of better build those therapeutic relationships with people from South Asian backgrounds?
2: That's a great question, that's a big question. Um, I think just trying to understand the patient, understand their background, understand their needs, um, providing culturally relevant resources. So, Diabetes Canada has. Has some great resources as starting points, and if you can't connect, I think you know referring to an expert is often a good place. So whether it's a diabetes education center or a local community center, who might be able to connect that person with the right tools and the right resource.
1: And uh and, uh, and I'll just add to exactly what uh, what uh, Jotika had outlined is absolutely because it, it, you know one per, one. Cannot do all, so it has to be done in a sort of like multi-prong approach. So that many communities have many community hubs, and uh, you know, community leaders, and and I think that's a big challenge um, for Diabetes Canada, and you know, for any organization, because knowing, hey, how do we reach this community? You know, and is 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 a biggest puzzle. Um, but sort of again, like I said, you know, grassroots level, you know, speaking to the community hubs, diabetes education centers, you know, reaching out to them and saying hey, you know, is there any community that needs to be addressed and, you know, go through them. Um, Diabetes Chapter is a great resource. You know, there are so many resources out there and we need to be able to kind of like, you know, like I said, um, reach them and, uh, you know, do the awareness and perhaps even speak the lingo and find community leaders who speak the language so that people can understand um, all of this information that's being, uh, you know, being shared
0: thank you so much for those comments. I think that's going to provide some fairly valuable perspective for our listeners. And Gail, now that we've had this conversation, do you have any thoughts on how you might be able to better connect with your patients from South Asian backgrounds?
3: Well, thank you so much. That was fabulous listening to you talk about the different communities because I've been working as an educator for 30 years and I've had many different experiences, but you've sort of highlighted different aspects. And one thing, the geography that you use, it's a huge area, isn't it? the South Asian community, we tend to think, Oh, just one, one aspect. No, 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 no. There's some, so many different areas. So really we have to look at the person in front of us, talk with the person, understand where they're coming from. And I love that idea, you know, about, about the food and the different aspects. Uh, My, one of my experiences is with the pregnant women. And I'll say, you know, here's the meal, looking at the meal plan. And they look at me and they say, well, I don't do the cooking. So talk to my family, you know, you're so true that we have to look at this and a huge, like the community is so, so important. And I have to tell you, I totally appreciate all the work you do in the chapters, because a lot of my patients have referred to the South Asian chapter that they've been involved in. Also, I think as an educator, just make the effort. The smile on a person's face when you actually... Hand them something written in their language is worth a million different words. Okay. So, as an educator, you've reminded me number one, it's a diverse group. Number two, start with the person in front of you. Think of their community that they're living in. It's not just them and how this is affecting them. And make the effort to connect with them and talk to them about relevant cultural information that's coming their way. So, I really, really appreciate your conversation today. It's brought back as driven awareness. Um, As educators, we all try, I think, very, very hard to, to, you know, work with the patient, engage them, but you've given us some really important points, both the individual, the community, and think of the entire complex the person's living in. So thank you for your information today. Great, great awareness, (laughs) driving my awareness. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so
0: much, Jyotika and Siva, for joining us today and sharing your insights. We really appreciate the information that you shared with us. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much. Have a great
0: day. Thanks for joining us today. If you have questions about the episode or about becoming a member of the Diabetes Canada Professional section, please email professional.membership at diabetes.ca. Special thanks to Adam Humphreys for providing the music for today's podcast.